0: Now, for, for the next chapter, we have two distinct parts to it, kind of like we did when we had the aorist passive participle in the GA, except this is not going to be morphology and syntax. It's going to be two sections of syntax. The second part is going to be the third principal parts Of these two old verbs that we had all the way back on page 56, bino and genosko, because we've never had the aeries of those. But the first part of the chapter is the so-called liquid verbs. Now you'll remember when we were working with the consonants. I'll put this over here. We had k, g, h, and double sigma. These are your gutturals, your labials, p. B, F, and P tau, and the dentals T, D, TH, and generally Zeta. Uh, these operate at the end of the stems, and we've had various principles for adding Sigma and so on. You will notice there that there are a number of consonants that we did not really see verbs with. The two chief, or the three chief consonants are these, lambda, nu, and rho. Now, mu could also be added in here, but it's not as major a player. But lambda, nu, and rho, there are verbs which end with those consonants. Those are called liquids because you're just kind of making them like that. You're not going p or b. You're not um, uh, putting stops in there. So when you do t or d, you are doing a stop, and the liquids are no stops. They just have and so on. Now, a special thing. Thing happens when you have liquid verbs that special thing is sort of like getting infected with HIV that is to say everything deteriorates when you have a liquid verb it will in general be virtually completely irregular now You can do this one of two ways. My teacher put it like this, and I think he was right. He said two ways to treat these. One, you can just treat them like irregular verbs, and you'll learn all the principal parts. The other way is to sort of see the method behind the madness. Now, remember when we were doing the fourth principal part in Chapter 25, the second day? And I said that when we got to the fourth principal part, we had, I mean, how many were there, like 26 or something, that, that were irregular in that column that was number four. But I said there were some basic principles that went on. Like, for example, if you had a labial or a dental, it would aspirate rather than a kappa. And epsilons often go to omicrons, like pep-pom-fa, leloi-pa, and so on. So with something like, I just want to return to that one with something like pepompham, from pimple. While that's clearly an irregular, it's sort of predictable, that is to say. an epsilon often has a penchant to go to omicron. And when it is a consonantal stem, you'll often see, instead of having a kappa, you will have whatever consonant it is aspirate. So, that's not all that unusual. This is sort of what we're going to be talking about today with the liquids, that there's a kind of a method to the madness. All right, now open your books and go to page 184. What we're going to do is we're going to take four verbs and use them as basic paradigms angelo, iro, balo, and thyro, thyro. Now, take a look at the principal parts of angelo. Angelo, angelo, ingaila, ingelka, ingelmai, ingelain. You can, if you want, Simply learning the, just learn the principal parts. That's one way to handle this. I'm here to tell you, though, that there is a method to the madness on this. And this is what we want to look at this morning. Now let's take a look. Under number 3A, the second principal part reveals the verb's basic stem or root. Here's the first thing that you want to know here. Take your books here, and just with the palm of your hand, just cover up principle part number one. Just cover up principle part number one. All right, there you basically have now the verb functioning from principle part number two onward. So when principle part number two is the key, certain predictable things, happen. And we're going to talk about those now. All right? Now take your hand away and let's look at 3A2. How do you form this principal part? Well, there's a standard way in which it happens. One lambda is dropped from a double lambda in the so-called present stem always. So Angelo starts with a double lambda, Paolo starts with a double lambda, and in the future one lambda will always go out. Now, you can kind of remember this because you got all the way back in chapter 4 the noun angelus. How many lambdas did angelus have? One. See? The basic root of that, that announcing stem is one lambda. Okay, next. A yota in the so called present stem is always dropped when it's in a diphthong. So look at our second and fourth words, iro and thyro. Well, immediately in the future, the Yoda goes. iro ar Thyro-fair. See, the Yoda is going to go out in the future tense. Then number three. The second principal part is normally a contracted form since originally epsilon sigma was added to the stem. I'll move over here. So here, if you have angelo, this is originally the future, angeleso. Sigma drops between the vowels, what do you have left? A contract verb formation. That's why, now look in your books, that's why it's angelo, aro, balo, ftero. All of those are contracting in the future. Top of page 185, you'll see balo be uh, conjugated out for you. So now, the difficulty here is not in the fact that it contracts. The difficulty here is balo, looks like a contract verb, and if you didn't know any better, you'd think it's the present tense of a verb, baleo. See? So you just, you got to kind of know your liquids here. Uh, yes, Nude? Yes, that means that when you conjugate the future, It'll have forms that look just like the contract verbs. So you have balo, balais, balai. Let's compare to phileo, philo, phili. philai. Zeteo, zeto, zetis, zetei. Right, right. Uh, so let's just review those principles. Number one, if there's a double lambda, you're going to drop one. If there's a yoda and a diphthong, you're going to drop it. And then you're going to do a contract verb pattern. Now, folks, before we go on to anything else, this is the explanation for those contracted forms in the principal parts of a couple of verbs you've already had. You've already had lego arrow. See? That's a liquid there. Apothnesko, apothnumi. That is a liquid future. This is a liquid future with a row. So in other words, this is just like our form thyro. thero. This is arrow Same thing is true of but that that sigma as a sibilant is just a little different. But, I mean, it's the same principle. It's exactly the same principle. Now let's go to the third principle part. Now I'm on top of page 185. The aorist stem may be strong, but is usually weak. Now, by uh, by this I mean it could be that you're using strong formations with an Omicron knee rather than weak formations, but that's not normal. I gave you one so you could see one. The normal thing is to have weak formations with the alpha. So look at angelo, iro, and thyro. All three of those have the alpha connecting vowel at the end, which signifies that they're weak aorists. Now something happens to the stem. What happens to the stem? A yota appears in the stem if the stem proper, now that's the second principal part, not the first one, has an epsilon. So angelo, angelo. There's an epsilon in there. So it's going to be, we augment it, angila, Thyrô, and you get F Now, at this point, I want to say something that's kind of important here. Would you just take a look, a look up here, cover up the first line again. And I want you to notice now how when you're looking at principle part number two, you can't tell whether the first form on or the last form thero. You cannot tell. Whether one of them in principle part one started with a yoda or not, right? They both have simply Epsilon. Look at the third principal part of each. I Gaila fthira. See, here's my point. Now take your finger away. It makes no difference whether there was a yoda in principle part one. What is not the case, in Thyro, is this. The Yoda is not, quote, coming back. It's not coming back. We're not even considering principle part one at all. We're starting with number two. If that has an epsilon, it gets a Yoda. There's no coming back principle. There's a coming in principle, depending on principle part two. Now look at point three under B. A yoda does not appear if the stem proper has an alpha, even if one appeared in the first principal part. So it makes no difference between balo and IRO. Makes no difference. You're never going to have a yoda in the third principal part with an alpha vowel. Now, I'd like you to note that form a-ra. That form a-ra is alpha augmented to eta. Alpha augment and so there's no Yoda subscript. All right, fourth principal part. The fourth principal part is normally weak. it normally has a kappa. Take a look at all four Engelka, Erka, Beble, and Fthka. in the, In a third edition of the book, I'm also going to make the note here that the third, uh, the fourth principal part is often irregular, uh, where you can't quite like for balo, bebleka, fthiro, Farka, you, you have some little dinking around changes. If the verb ends in a nu, like crino, not one of our four, the nu gets kicked out by the cop. Now. This next part's the most interesting, in my view. The fifth principal part is always related to the fourth principal part by going straight over, take off the ka and put on the my. Angel ka angel my, erka er, er my, beble ka beble my, ka, eftar mai. See, now we talked about this two days ago. And what did I tell you? Whenever that's the case, that you can take off the kappa and the alpha and put the mai on, it's a dead ringer that the basic stem of those kinds of verbs is in the second principal part. And we saw that in Lombano with ile fa ile mai. And we saw it in Lego with Ireka, Ka aire Mai and Hamartano in He Marte Ka Hemarte Mai. So this is I'm not sure you know if there's any other answer than natural development of the Greek language. But when principle part five is so closely related to four and not back to one, you're Controlling principal part is the second principal part. Okay, and then we go to. Um, oh, by the way, just to give you a cross reference, is one sixty-nine to seventy is where I discuss that with the perfect especially on the top of page one hundred and seventy, with the note. Now the sixth principal part. In the sixth principal part, this is normally Ron from Gdansk, Warsaw, and Krakow. This is so Polish, you can't believe it. The sixth principal part normally goes wacko on these verbs. So you've really got to watch it. Notice, the first and the fourth, Engelen and Ephtharane are strong aorist passives, no theta. So in other words, we didn't have this. Engel... Thing. Well, that would have been nice, but didn't have that. And we didn't have f thar thane. Now, you could kind of predict that because Greek like the th th kind of a thing, tho, this basically goes out. So, f tharane is, is the way this is.